God from working. I want you to understand in your spirit that nobody can prevail against God. No one. And I never talked to Sister Joy, and not like that, but song. I, I never really I tell her a song. But there she is. They, I know they were coming to the end of the singing, but I wanted it to pause right there while you were singing so it would be in your spirit. Because if you see how God work and move in this morning, you couldn't stop him, could you? you couldn't, he didn't ask you if he could move or what he could do. Because God does not, you see, I don't run the church and man doesn't run the church. The church belongs to God. It's not, it's not the way I want it or think. God don't care what I want. It's what he wants. Remember that. It's what God wants. And God only goes by the word. And uh, when I heard that in my spirit, and I lay there, and I had to finally get up and get on my knees. My wife came out and saw me, and I, she, I guess, put a cover over me or something like that. But I was laying there, kneeling down, and the Lord was talking to me. I had to get down on my knees, Elizabeth, because of what I was feeling. I am going to shake everything that can be shaken. Okay, we're going to get into a little lesson in that shortly. That we are at the end. We are at the end. Now if he's coming back for a church. Without spot. Without blemish or without wrinkles. Do you mean that he's going to clean it up? If, if you have your clothes. When you wear your clothes. Don't you use the, the detergent or water. To get the wrinkles, I mean to get the dirt out, to get all of that stuff. Do you wash it? Well, how do you get the dirt out? By washing. And the Lord's going to wash the church with the blood of Jesus Christ. He's going to wash it. He's not going to ask you to wash it or me. But he is going to wash it himself. He's going to make sure the laundry is clean. And the scripture said he's coming back for a church without spots. You know, little spots on your shirt. My wife correct me. She said, take your shirts off. Every time after service. Because spots get on it. And Sister Angie knows. Sometimes my shirts, I'm very not so careful eating. Spots get on. She said, get up because the spots going to be on your. Now, how more careful is the Lord with the church? You see, I, I heard a, a preacher this morning was preaching and I had to pause Sister Lady's army just to listen. Because he's pointing out the end of the age that we are and the change of the spirit over the past 50 years. It's totally different. It's totally different. Today, the church has forgotten God. God's not on the inside of the church. God's on the outside. That's why I said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Why would he knock unless he's outside? He's not knocking to get out. He's knocking to get in. And the door is a door for a heart. It, it's not the door of that building. Anybody can get a key and get in. But it's your heart. How do you get in that heart of yours? And how do you change? And where are the men and women today that's really standing for God? See? 
However, the Lord uh, woke me. I was up before, but I went back. And when the Lord woke me and said, talking to me a long time. And it's the same thing he was saying. I'm going to shake that which, was, that which can be shaken. And everything that is shaken will be removed. Oh my. What a warning. I've, I've read that scripture. I think I've even touched that scripture before. But it came much clearer. I begin to understand now. God himself is going to step into the human family. And do a thing that you're going to be surprised. And how quick he's going to do it. A quick work. How long did it take for God to shake Sodom? How long? And Gomorrah. How, how long? Once the heart was built. 120 years. God was only giving man time. But once that heart was built. What was it? Seven days? The door was shut. Don't take very long. See and God. Has got it up to here. With us. Right up there. And all of heaven. Is crying enough. Enough is enough. We're the voice of the prophets. They're afraid. And preachers are afraid. You know why? Because they will be persecuted. And who wants persecution? Everybody want to be nice and friendly. Calm and soft. You know a nice man. There's no such thing as a nice preacher. Ask Elijah. Ask John the Baptist. When he had to say repent. You think it's easy? It's not nice. And Jeremiah was so much persecuted. Jeremiah said I'm not going to preach anymore. He's tired of persecution. But God had an answer. What? Listen. What did God do? God just sent a little fire. Like God was doing this morning. You're not going to shout. You're not going to praise God. Well you let God move. And you see that the world will crumble at his feet. Amen. Jeremiah said I wasn't going to tell it anymore. I started a persecution. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But he said. His words were unto me like the fire. Where? Shut up in your bone. You know when something gets on your bone. You can't get it out so easy. That's about the deepest part of a man. He gets down into the marrow of you. And what? He couldn't stop prophesying. He couldn't stop preaching. If you can stop, God didn't call you. If you have your mouth shut or somebody shut your mouth, you weren't called of God. Because this is not a joke. This is not a profession that you chose. It's God that gave it to you. It's God that touched you. It's like here, I had a little touch, but some of you had much more than me. I seen Letty, I seen my wife and different one got touched. These are people that they don't manifest unless God touch them. I saw God touch this church for a few minutes. And the song that was sing beautifully. The choir, God came down. God came down in it. And uh but but around I'll back up a little more to the song, the first part of it. Go up a little, please. Can you adjust it? One name holds weight. Read, read with me. Weight above them all. One name. What is that name? 
you take the image of Nebuchadnezzar and put it on a scale, the gold, the silver, the brass, and so on, it doesn't weigh what that little stone weighs. The kingdom of God outweighs them all. One name. When it's all over, it won't be the name of the president. I'm not a preacher. It will be the name of Jesus. Do, do you know what a church is? I said, do you know what a church is? A church is what Christ died for. It's not the pastor's house or the pastor, um, you know, stuff. It's Christ. It's Jesus. The church belongs to Jesus. And he has a right anytime to pour out his spirit in it. He can make you shout. He can make you dance if he wants to. One name holds weight. Listen to this. Above all. Above them all. One name. And that's the name you need. I would like to show you that the only hope for the world is Christ. You can put your hope in a job. You can put your hope in your children. In a married life. In the insurance you have. Whatever you got. Security. That's not security. Security is in the word. And Christ the solid rock. I stand. Security is heaven and earth shall pass away everything but my word. It's my word. The next line says is fame. It's coming right now. Guess what? They cast, they cast him out. Wait. They cast him out. They don't want him in school. They don't want him in government. They don't want him in society. Don't call on him. Don't mention him. He's not even wanted in the church. Christ does not have the full authority in his own church. It's man that has the authority. You correct me. And I'll show you what I'll do. So the preachers back off. They're afraid. But every once in a while. God raised up a man or a woman. Who's not afraid. Hallelujah. They're not afraid of anything. Because they're sent to build. The church of Jesus Christ. And the only way. The church is going to have life. It's for saints of God to love God enough and come in church possessed with the hope and the life of Jesus Christ. That's the only hope. Otherwise, we have a dead old church, carnal, worldly, fleshy, and you always have to be rebuking sin. But when the Holy Ghost comes down, it burns up. It caused men and women to repent and turn to God. His fame outlasts the earth. He formed. He made it. He died for the church. Don't you think that if he dies for it, we should respect him? 
Don't you, should we, don't you think, listen to me, don't you think we should honor him? I mean, a man got right in his house to be respected. You got a house. Don't you have the right to be respected in your house? Well, what if you just don't uh, get respect in your house? It's not your house. You're not in charge. That means somebody can just override you. And that's what the world tried to do with God and his house and the world that he formed. God made the heavens and the earth. It's like you, you, bring, you bring four children and they look at you and tell you, you didn't do nothing for me. Oh yeah, they have those spirits and tell you little stronger words. I'll never give you a dime. You don't know what, what's going on in the heart of a man. The next line says, His praise resounds beyond the stars and echoes in our hearts. The greatest one of all. That's what a church is for. And when the devil stop that, you don't have a church. You come to church, you can't even clap your hands because you're bound up by devils. Evil spirits is in the churches all over. And men of God are afraid to rise up and tell them, get out of here, Satan. In one name. What is that name? The name of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Whether you like it or not, I like it or not. God's going to raise up some men and women, even little boys and girls, with the power and the anointing of God that's going to push the devil back. And there's nothing, there's nothing that you and I can do about it. You can't stop it. You can't hinder it. The work of God, the ship of Zion, sail on. You, you and I might not be on board. Because God's not going to let nothing on board that's not right. Oh yes, God's in charge. And when I hear those words sounding in my heart this morning, I was not afraid anymore. I wasn't afraid, but I mean I was not afraid. Because I'm not afraid of anybody. There's not a person on the face of the earth that I'm afraid of. To preach this gospel to. And if God give me a church, nobody can tear it up. I'll go down dying to the last night. Nobody change it. Nobody change it. If God puts me there, that's it. And I never preach because you like it. Everybody can tell you who I am. That's why you have a church here. Still last 27 years. You know how many demons I had to chase out of this church with the word of God? You got time for me to tell you? Not right now. His praise. I want to show you. When you lift up God and stand on the word of God, don't move. Let everything move, but you don't move. If he's coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, who is he going to use? His ministers. To do the laundry. To wash the church. Cleanse it. That's what he said to the seven churches. 
He said, you got a woman in there by the name of Jezebel. She was not the literal Jezebel, but the spirit. You got Balaam in the church. And they were dead, but that spirit, he said, go clean it up. That's what the Lord said. If you don't, I'll remove it. I'll remove your candlestick. What's the pastor? The angel of the church. He said, go clean the church up. It's the pastor's job to straighten out the church. Amen. No, it's not. Well, the word of God is not right then. Nobody's job but the ministry. You cannot. All right. If you don't believe me. If you don't believe me. Why don't you get a police uniform? Don't get it. And go on right out there and start to make arrests. Oh, you're an American. And you live here. So you should have that authority. How much more the church? When an offense is committed in the church, you have no right to arrest and take prisoners. It's the pastor that does it. Amen. He's the sheriff. The pastor has the right because God ordained him. Believe it or not, he has. If not, tell God, God, you made a mistake. I've got the right. Everybody got the right to be a police officer. Put on the uniform. Put on a You'll find out quickly you'll end up in jail for impersonating an officer. You know that? And you can impersonate a pastor, an apostle, or a teacher. You're not, but you impersonate it. Well, he said, God doesn't care. Yes, he does. There's, no, there's nobody more serious than God. God is jealous after his church. That's right. I've got, to, I've got to be careful how I handle the church. Because God will judge me and spank me. The same thing. God will judge you and spank you also. Because people, we're in an age that people don't want to turn. We, we go to church but we want to hear a nice, sweet gospel. But I tell you what. If you preach a nice, sweet gospel because God got, hasn't got a hold of you. Because when God gets a hold of you, the word is not yours, but it's God put it in your mouth. God said, I'll shake. That's what he said to me. I'm going to shake everything that's shaking. So I'm heading here. Resound beyond the stars. He's praised. Not, yes, in, in heaven they're praising him, but not in earth. Brother, in earth, it's barely to get up there. Nothing is already leaving the earth. Where are the praises? I have nothing against the Olympic, but you hear more about the Olympics? More praises for our little gold medal? But you don't hear of the blood on the cross. Now, whose side are you on? All right. So you're looking, what kind of pastor do you want? A little puppet? Or you want a man of God that stand there like David and said, Goliath, you ain't coming over here. You're not going to take over Israel. Oh, God, he said. His praise resounds beyond the stars and echoes where? You praise him until I see somebody ladies dancing. They're not the best dancers, but it doesn't matter. Just lift your feet up. There's no way that my wife would run up there. You don't know her like I know. She will get addicted, but she's not going to go up there. 
No, sir. I'm going to pull lady out. Two of a kind. So that's, you know, miracles. And God really moves. I was, I was watching God moving. I watched his congregation. Something came in the church. And God, listen. And God was saying to you this morning that he was pleased. That's why he came. Because he was pleased. It felt clean. If you couldn't feel it, well, you have to ask God to help you, your feelings. You lose your feelings, spiritually. His praise resounds beyond the stars and echoes in our heart. The greatest one of all. Who is the greatest one of all? That's the one you bow down. Come on, folks. Be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Be a child of God. His face, what? His face shine brighter than the sun. I look on some of your face this morning and you're shining like you've never, you are the joy. <coughs> because sometimes as a pastor, if I'm not bold and God told me, don't be afraid of their faces. God told me that. And I've been preaching for years. I'm not afraid. I've been all over the world. I'm not afraid of nobody. But there are times when you look at people's face. Oh my God. Do I have to go preach to them today? And the Lord said don't be afraid. Ezekiel chapter 1. He said even if you are among scorpions. Serpents. Vipers. Thorns. Preach it. But here is the. Is this a good word for. Uh, to counteract. Poison or something like that. Antidote. Come on help me there right there Joni. Okay, so here's the antidote for a bad face. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Here's the antidote for a cross-eyed look. When they look at you ugly, the Lord says, don't be afraid of their faces because I make your face as a flint stone. I make your face as a flint stone against their face. So when you bump into the face of the man of God, you crush your face. He ain't going to get bruised. You get bruised. Amen. Let me tell you about the head. When God's raising up some men, they're not afraid of nobody. And they don't have to be very bright. All they have to do is be obedient. Amen. And he said to Ezekiel chapter 1, Son of man, eat what I set before you. That means the very message. Preach that. I'm going to shake everything. That's what he said before me. Four o'clock I was having spiritual breakfast. And he said, eat this. Then after you eat, you prophesy. Don't prophesy before you eat. Like, oh, you know, you, you, you can deal with a problem. You don't even know who the problem is. You go to court. The judge wants you to prove it. And witness it. You can't tell the judge... Well, I just, you know, he said, raise your witness. Raise your evidence. That's the world we're living in. But in the church, you don't need anything. You're guilty if you don't like the person. That's all. Or if they oppose you. Or preach too hard. You ain't seen nothing yet. Because God's going to send an Elijah's ministry. The world is going to turn to God. The devil is not going to get it. Shines brighter. Next verse. Next line. Than the 
noonday sun. His grace, as boundless as his love, no limits. God really loves. God doesn't love you in your sin. Got to get out of it. You got to get out of your sin. We have to get out of our sin. I have to get out. I have to repent. I, I, most every night I sleep on my knees repenting of my sins. God. The Lord said to me, you got to work tonight. I know what it is. Work on me first. I'm not working on you necessarily. I very rarely call your name. I call my name. Oh God, remember me. Hallelujah. Forgive me. And that's what we need to do. Call your name. I want to get to quickly the scripture. He reigns with healing in his wit. That means it doesn't matter how much you've been beat up, wounded. What what has wounded the church? God will heal you. The king above all kings. That's going to be fulfilled. The greatest one of all. I'm prophesying this morning from the song and from the word. Is that it? Lift up your eyes. See the king has come. He's coming. Light of the world reaching out for us. There is no other name. There is no other name. And what he says? But Jesus Christ our Lord. Then go to, quickly go to the part where he's going to shake the earth. We've had it before, but go back there. The earth will shake. See that? That's what the Lord told me this morning. The earth will shake and tremble before him. Chains will break. The chains of the devil, bondages will break. As heaven and earth sings, is holy, uh, uh, sings, holy is his name. Holy is the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. One name above all names. Now, brother, brother, run out, turn to Hebrews uh, 12. Go there to Hebrews 12 for me. Yeah, when you find it, tell me. Okay, look, that's the scripture I'm dealing with in Hebrews. Look at that. Let's put it up for me and I'll re- we can read. Can you all read with me? Are you there? Verse uh, 22, is it? Wherefore, is that the one? Seeing we also are compassed about. What verse is this one? I want verse 12, 22. Yes, okay. But we are come unto Mount Zion. And unto the city of the living God. You see where we're headed? You're going to have to make changes to get there. The heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn. You think I'm going to take one sin over there? Which are written in heaven. And to God the judge of all. And where? 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 The spirits of just men made perfect. Alright. He's coming back for a church, right? Without perfect. I mean, that's perfect. Without spot. Listen, be be fair. Be reasonable. When you go to school, start day one. Are you ready for grade 12? All right. What about a church? Is the church never been taught, never been disciplined, 
Have you ever seen a, a child that no, the, the parents never correct the child? What do you have? A brat. The same thing for a church. If you don't correct the church, you got a brat. You got a spoiled church, a spoiled child, and whom the father loveth. Do you know what that means? He turned you upside down and he laid on. But you say, don't do that to me. Out oh, there in fear, let me get away with what I want to do. Really? That's not a church. That's no more better than the bar room. Because if it's a church, God himself is going to spank you. And if he doesn't, he doesn't love you. But I felt the love of God this morning when he was touching you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The General Assembly Church of the Firstborn, where the Spirit, which is in heaven. I want to, and to God, the judge of all. Who's the judge? You come into God, you have to have it right. God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of justified men made perfect. It has to be done in the church, Elizabeth. See, as a minister, we sorry for calling your name, but we love you. And God. So you come to church every once in a while. That's not going to do it. You got to keep coming and get the spanking. And the discipline. Or you got to come and sit down and let the minister work on your spirit. Because it's your spirit that he works on. And you may say, oh that man grinding me. He's grinding that rough edges off of you. And oh my God I want to hate it but I love it. What do you think he's doing? Because he's sent by God for your perfection. But if he sits back there, the church is going to be spoiled. Right. Let me ask you a question. Would you let another man to raise your kids? <laughs> what about the church? Is God going to let everybody raise his children? His sons and his daughters? Are you listening to what I'm saying? God doesn't work that way. He appoints. If you're not appointed of God, you have no business even correcting God. All right. What if somebody come out just trying to correct Natania? Uh-huh. Well, what about God when somebody tried to correct his church? Oh, you don't know God. Well, I can do No, you cannot. No more than you would let anybody correct your little brats. And many times they are brats. Natanya, I'm not talking about you. You're the most quiet I got some. You understand what I'm talking about? But there's a lot of brats. Even in church, there are brats. You got to make your spirit right. Joni, you've been here over 20 years. You know what? Grinding down. And you've never fought me. You've never fought this church. And I've had occasion I come to you or tell you do's and don'ts. Am I right? Hmm? When you all went to the, and you don't get mad at me, you won't. They went to the border to keep demons in Mexico when there's so much demons in America. Remember what did I do? I corrected you, didn't I? I said there are more demons in America than there is in Mexico. But look at you, 20 years or more. She never left. I told her the truth. Because she wanted to hear the truth. And she said, I pastor, I want to listen. I want the word of God. And there she is. 
How many times have I corrected you, brother? You remember the time when you picked, you picked me up at Fresno and your dad driving? And you on the other side. From Fresno to here, I corrected you. And where are you now? Right. That's what a church is for. Spank it. When you need it, you get it. And don't try and tell the father he can't spank his church. Because God put me here to do the job. Me. That's right. Me. Oh, men of God are not. No, no. Men of God are not sissies. You haven't met one yet. I'm talking about a real man of God. That can stand you and say, Elizabeth, you need to come to church more. Oh, she might go out and get mad. But Elizabeth, you still need to come to church more. And Elizabeth, you need to sit down and let me rub you with the word of God. Is she going to get mad? No. She said, my God, thanks for the pastor. He pointed me out. He said, I need to come to church. And that's the truth. But I'm afraid to tell her, Elizabeth won't change. A minister's job is hard. God said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. You know, your little spirit can be shaken. Next verse, Brother Allen says, and to Jesus. Who? Who are you coming to? Oh, no. Pastor the Wedderburn. No, not me. But to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Next verse, please. See that you refuse. Look at that. See that you what? Refuse not him that speaketh. Well, I ain't going to do it. If they think I'm going to do I'm bigger than the church. Are you? You wait until Mr. Cancer show up. Mr. Disease show up. And you cry on your knees like a baby. You wait. We, we are living, let me tell you. We are living in a dangerous age. You think COVID is over and COVID was all? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. All right. Help me. There are, th- there are four things that are affected. And you can't live without that. Okay. Let me get my mind together. Are you listening? The economy. Religion. Poli- political. And one more. Educate. Where you got that from? Education. That's true. Okay. Four things. And I'm not going in it right now. But it's prophecy. And Zechariah prophesied about four horses coming through the two mountains. The economy. Listen. What happened to the economy? In COVID. Come on, help me. Worldwide. How, how long did it take? So what if your trust is in the economy? Well, let's get back to education. Did COVID affect the educational system? Was it shaken? What about political? And the other one? Commerce, is it? Everything was shaken. And God said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. Wouldn't you say the family was shaken too? 
religion is the fourth one. What about going to church? People, the, the going rate, I heard a pastor this morning says, the going rate is down so much since COVID. People don't want to go back to church. They don't care if the church exists. That's a shaking. Religion. Political. Every field. Education. Along where the school closed down. Where the school shaken? There's a word that God said, I'm going to shake. But the shaking is not over yet. You, you, you still have your job, don't you? Some of you. But when it's over, you won't even have a job. Where are you going to teach when everything is broken down? God is going to overturn everything. So you put your money, I mean your confidence in your money or whatever it is, it's going to be shaken. That's what the Lord told me this morning. He was talking to me. That he's going to shake everything. Even your pride. God is going to shake it. Everything is going to be shaken. And I, I start to tremble a little bit when I thought of it. Your family. Oh, you're, oh, you're getting mad at me. Even your married life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You can't put confidence in that. Love your husband and your wife, but don't put confidence in that. Make sure that that marriage is built upon the rock. Because if, if that woman and that man and those children are not built on the rock, you got problems. Well, I love little petty's love, doggy's love. How long do you think that lasts for? Hmm? You got to love her in the word, and it's got to be the Bible that make that make that marriage work, or that home and those children. So when you put and give your children to God, you're doing right, because heaven and earth will pass away, but my word. My word. Brother, you, you're smart and intelligent. But if you put your faith in that, what's going to happen? You got nothing. It's got to be in that book. On Christ the solid rock, I stand. Are you listening? You put your little faith in your family. Oh, I got a beautiful family. Yes, praise the Lord for that. But what about their heart and their spirit? God said, I'm going to shake everything. Everything. That can be shaken. And, and, and verse, where am I? Okay, yes. He's saying, don't you refuse it. That speak it. For if they escape not, who refuse him that speak on earth, much more. Shall not we escape if we turn away from him? Notice what. If we turn away from him. What does that mean? You backslide. Leave church. Turn your back on the church. Fight the church. He said, but I, I can do it and get away. Really? My friends, you're not just living for today. Well, I, I continue about 10 years and no judgment. But you ain't going nowhere. We're stuck. It might be 20 years. It might be 100 years. But God, have it in the bank. And God gets you because there's no time with God. That's why he said to the uh, the church, he said, I give you space to repent. 
That means 120 years. And they didn't repent. Look at 2,000 years. And the church is going further away from God. That's why when I see this church this morning begin to reach out to God, I say, thank you, Lord. Every once in a while, Letty, I'll call your husband. And we come and pray. A secret I shouldn't let out. But this man and I, and I watched the power of God came down on him the other day, just mightily in the dining room. My wife came and saw. She thought a revival was going on. I don't know if he told you. Just the other day, we were talking about head back there. And the power of God came down. We were praying for the church. Am I right? Am I lying, brother? Did the Holy Ghost touch you? Huh? Like how he's touching you right now. Call him a Kashanta. Look at that. Look at that. Thank you. God bless you. Keep coming, dear. We love you. Somebody interpret for her. She's, see? She, she's learning about church. She brought some tithing and offering before she leave. And she come. You don't understand English a lot. But she is. And God will touch her heart. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Sister Letty, you will from time to time talk to her. You know language. You know. Alright, but everybody listen to me now. She's, she's good. The Holy Ghost is capable. See, the Holy Ghost touched you. I didn't even touch you. Did I touch you? Put my hands on you? I didn't touch anybody. The Holy Ghost is capable of doing it. Oh, pastor, touch them. No, I did not. The Holy Ghost is here. Laka, that's why you're here. See that you refuse. Not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refuse him that spake on earth. Much more shall not we escape. Look at that. Much more shall we not escape. If we turn away. From him that speaketh from heaven. Is that amazing now? Who's speaking from heaven? Jesus Christ. By the Holy Ghost. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Okay. Welcome. Okay, verse 26. Whose voice? No, here's a voice. And, and I could go through this. Whose voice then shook the earth. But now he had promised saying, yet, look at this. I don't know if I have time to show you this once more. Yet, once more. I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. There's one more shaking locker that's coming that's going to remove everything. It's going to be the worst than the shaking of Noah or Sodom and Gomorrah. Because everything, heaven and earth, and when he shakes it, heaven and earth is passed away. But finally, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. God is going to win. That's why I tell you today, you cast your vote for God. You take side with God. Who's on the Lord's side? Whose side are you on? The church stands. And the church grows. Whether I like it or not. God will shake it. You know how he shake it? He cuts off branches that are dead. You cause an endurance in the church. 
you fight the church, God will cut you off. And he doesn't have to ask you or me. That's why I have to humble myself. And ask God not to cut me off. Please God. Yes, pastors get cut off. There's more pastors get cut off than anything. I beg God. I ask God, will you please forgive me? I do that at night. And in the daytime. When the Lord convict me, when the word of God convict me, there's no better convictor than the word of God. And I cannot preach first to you unless I preach to myself. And the word early this morning, I got to get on my knees. God, I said, I know you're shaking. Yes, he's shaking. God can shake that long gossipy tongue out of you until you swallow it. That bad spirit, that bitter spirit. You know that undermining you have in your heart that you just hide it and you won't expose. God knows how to expose you. But God's when He does that because He wants to save you. And He wants you to look at it and say, Oh my God, I've been a fool. I'm fighting the church. I'm not standing with the church. Because you cannot win. I cannot win. The church is the winner. That's why you stand for the church. Whose voice then shook the hurt. But now he had promised saved. Yet once more. Only once more. Now I'm warning you from the word. That's prophecy. It's going to be shaken one more time. But it's going to be a long drawn out shaking. Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials. Over a period of 21 years at least. But once he begins, the kingdom of this world comes to an end. And Christ, that little stone, you out of the mountain without hands. God doesn't need your help. It might be image. All of human government. The commerce. The four horsemen. The four riders. Are going to be smitten. Just ahead of us. But for the elect's sake. That's why you need to be an elect. You need to get over in the church. You need to love God. I say God am I an elect. Pray. Because it's the only elect. That's going to escape. There's judgment coming. People don't want to hear that. Judgment is coming. You, you, you mean that God made this world and just leave it alone? And God is, he made it but he's afraid? And he just let men wild. Oh, do you let your kids just run wild in your living room? and your bedroom? Jump on the table? Knock over everything? Turn on the stove? Turn on the what? Do you do that? So do you think God's going to let everybody run wild and say what they want to say? Change the life. God made us male and female. We don't want that anymore. I want to be a girl. I suddenly wake up that I'm a lady. That's only a lesson. And my wife woke up and she's a man. So ladies 
My wife, Philippines, give me a dress. Wouldn't that be crazy? I walked on in the dress. I seen the suit. But that's crazy going on. And everybody's afraid. But you got to face up with it. It's a crazy world. And you don't want to be a part of it. You want to say, Lord, help me. But what are you waiting for to make the changes? Well, I think there's better. There ain't no better coming. Well, I might get another stimulus. How long does it last? $1,200? Oh, I don't care if it's 12000 It goes. And then you're broke again. And then you're poor again. I don't, a lot of people don't want to go to work. They're hoping for lockdown again. But you don't know what lockdown means. You're getting closer and closer to poverty. Because a broke government is a broke people. The only hope, trust me. I'm going to wind it down. The only hope is Christ. And you pray that your sons and your daughters will rise up and preach this word. Don't rob them. Don't make foolish decisions and hinder them. God's going to judge you for that. But expose them to the word of God. Next verse, brother. And this word, notice this word. This is it. This word. Yet once more signified the removing. Ah. Of those things that are shaken. Anything that can be shaken. And. Can you name me. Three things that cannot be shaken. Can, can you name me. Three things. Three things. That cannot be shaken. But the spirit is the word. The blood is the word. Come on, you know that. Is the blood different from the word? It's not. Who is the word? Uh huh. Whose blood? Whose spirit? You answer your question. Look, look, look at it. Look at it. Get this in your system now, and you're going to love God. You're going to say, Thank God for a pastor. Because I'm prophesying, I'm showing you. What God showed me, there's only one thing that cannot be shaken. And this word, yet once more signified the removing of those things that are shaken. Everything else besides this one thing can be shaken. As of things that are made, everything that's made by man can be shaken. Even your TV. That those things which cannot be shaken may remain. And look at the answer. Look at the answer. We're heading into the answer. One thing. Wherefore, will you read it loud for me? We receiving what? One thing. A kingdom which cannot be moved. You should say, thank you, Pastor. I, I journey you in to the one thing that cannot be moved. 
Everything else is going to be shaken. Even your house, your family. That's why you must build on the rock. You know, you know, if you ever, if you ever felt a real earthquake, you all die before it can sue you. A little earthquake. I've been upstairs and felt a couple of them. And nobody was up there. And in my mind, I wasn't scared, but hey, I know you got to get under a table or something. I was ready. If it shook a little, but this big old, can you imagine? This building just rocked like Noah's boat. Earthquake. When he shake everything, he gonna shake you to your mind. Oh, I lost my mind. <laughs> he shake the economy, the bank account, everything you put your trust in. Wherefore we receive, but listen, we are receiving it. What am I? What am I doing here this morning? What am I doing? Am I just meddling or giving you a kingdom? But you might walk out here and say, "Oh, pastor was meddling." No, I'm showing you the one thing. How many times you've heard that? One thing that cannot be shaken, it's up there, which cannot be shaken or be moved. So what happened? Let us have grace. Alright, this is good because now is the time of grace. But if you are listening to my teaching in Stillwater, I hope you do. And what God did on that trip, I hope you do. And I showed you that the grace period ends at Revelations, the end of Revelations chapter 3 with the Laodicean church. Chapter 4 is judgment. No more grace. And we are almost there. The grace is almost over. Because grace puts you in the kingdom. So we're receiving a kingdom now because of grace. And all the devil wants you to do is waste the days of grace. Therefore we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God how acceptable with reverence. That word reverence is what? What that word reverence? Respect. You can't, listen to me, you cannot treat the, the house of God or the word of God with disrespect. Well, I can talk to the pastor anyway. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. You won't prosper. Oh, you might have donuts for a while. But after a while, them donuts going to dry up. You understand what I mean? Because sometimes judgment does come the same day. Way down the road when you don't expect it. Five years from now. Why am I not prospering? You look back. And you don't even have a dollar in the bank. And you work your head off. You can't never take a vacation. You're too broke. I just use simple things. I'm trying to tell you, God is behind his word. You might don't think that God protects his word, but he does. This little church here is great. It is. It survived 20 something years. The ship been sailing. That's why Laka, you find this church. If it had gone 20 years, you wouldn't have had this church. Or you wouldn't have had that beautiful wife you got. You ought to thank God for that beautiful wife. It's not because you're so smart and good looking. You are, but it's the church. 
20 years on board. She came here when she was six months old. She used to follow me around, Pastor, where are we going? She don't do that anymore, but she smiled at me. She's my best friend in this church. Tatiana is my best friend. See, I raised her. And she got a nice husband. Look what God has done for them. Amen. You, you know what I'm saying. What if the church wasn't here? What if you had to kill this church? What if, do you know how many demons I fought in this church? Oh my God. They, they said, somebody said, we don't only want to send you out of Merced. We want to send you back to Jamaica. <laughs> and I asked them, I said, church, I said, do you drink coffee? Yes, we do. I said, have you ever drunk coffee out of a black cup? I'm the black cup. I did. I did. You're building a church. I said, I'm building a church. It's a church that is to be presented to Christ. And let me begin to wind it up. I've got a few scriptures and wind it up. I've got to give it to you. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Focus on that. The kingdom of God. Alright? The only thing that, that's going to go. All of everything else. Whereby. said, so let us have grace. Whereby we may serve God. Acceptable. With reverence. Notice. And godly fear. Because. That. Verse 29. Convince you. Why Why do you serve God with godly fear? Because our God. Is what? Will burn you up. Will consume you. In other words he's saying. Do not mess with my church. Do not mess with the kingdom. That's, it's the church that takes you to the kingdom. And if you don't have a good church. You can't be in the kingdom. And the devil just what all it takes. To stop you. Is to put a bad spirit in the church. And change your spirit. Where you don't love God like you used to. And I'm going to leave church. Go ahead and leave church. But you ain't leaving God. God, Anywhere you go. Where you're going to flee from his presence. He's there. That's why we fall on our knees. Listen. God's going to raise up men. They're going to go back to the old time. Repentance and religion. We've strayed. Beautiful servant. Every day is beautiful. No, it's not. You gotta get on your face before God. Some nights you gotta God knows you're gonna go to work, but He'll wake you up and put you on your face. Hallelujah. Let me give you two more scriptures. Two more scriptures. And I'm gonna let you write them down and I'll probably touch them again. Isaiah, write this down. Isaiah chapter 2 from verse 1. I think it is. Let me see. And Agai chapter 2 from verse 6 down. These are beautiful scriptures to show. But let's go to Agai chapter 2 first, right? Start at verse 6. Put that for me, brother. Agai chapter 2 and Start at verse 6. Okay. Is verse 6 I mean? 
Because there's a Agia. That's Isaiah. Agia. H-A-G-G-A-I. Agia. Is that the way you pronounce it? Agia? We have Agia. Zephaniah. Agia. All right. Let, let's read until we find it. Verse. Yes. Oh, there it is. There it is. Verse 6 now. The time. For thus said the Lord. Listen now. Let's all read. Quickly. Let's all read. For thus said the Lord of hosts. What did he say? Let what? Read on. What was I preaching about? Come on. What was I preaching about? From where? The New Testament. But was it prophesied? In the mouth of two witnesses. Let every word be established. If I prophesied about it, right? In the Old Testament. And Paul spoke about it in the New Testament. The same thing. For thus said the Lord of hosts. Yet once, and it is a little time, a short period of time. You said 2,000 years. God's got the time. You don't. 2,000 years is short. It is a little while, and I will read. Shake what? The heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. Seven. And I will shake what? All nations. Did he do a little bit in COVID? It's still going on, eh? Don't tell me you weren't afraid of COVID that you never hear about what COVID is. Oh, God. Most people are scared. And what? What happened now? How do I know that it's close? How do I know the second advent of Christ is close? Because of the shaking. And when he shake it, all nation, what's going to happen? The desire of all nations shall come. Who is the desire? What does the world long for? Jesus Christ and his return. And he will come back the second advent. When the shaking is going on. And I will feel what's going to happen. You, you, you felt a little bit this morning where you're shouting and praising? That's a little bit. They'll be all over the place, even in the street, up there. God. He says, and I will fill this house with glory. Pastor didn't say it. It's God that said it. And I'm prophesying to you, telling you, the shaking is already begun. You go in the ear, you go in the airline. What do they tell you? Put your mask on. Bring it over your nose. Take a sip of the coke and put your mask up. Put the peanut in your mouth, put the mask up. Scared. And that ain't nothing yet. The greatest shaking is coming. But heaven and earth will pass away, but nevertheless, will never pass, and we, according to his promise, to look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Put your trust in the Lord, and they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed. <laughs> Woo! Ha ha! 
My, 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 my. Glory. Woo. Hallelujah. God, I tell you. There's a place of safety in the arms of Jesus. I'll give you one more scripture. You write it down. There's another prophet. Isaiah that prophesied the same thing. Isaiah prophesied the same thing. I got to give it to you so it completes the lesson. He prophesied to show you that I'm telling you. Isaiah chapter 2. Where do I start? Verse. And of course Daniel 2, 44 and 45. That's the stone that slay. You can look that yourself. But in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 21. Can you read that for me quickly? So I don't have to turn. Isaiah 2, verse 21. Close it. Uh, read a verse. Read verse 20. In that day, a man, that's the day of the Lord. When the shaking began, here's what's going to happen. Here's what, in that day. In that day, a man shall cast his idols. Silver, gold, which they made each one of them for himself to worship. Not God, but the idol. To the bowls and to the bats. Verse 21. To go, why? He can't carry. He just throw it away and run for the rocks. Somebody said, what about your bank account? I don't want that. I'm running from the face of him that sits on the cloud. To go into the cliffs where? And the rocks. In the top of the rugged rocks. You know the rugged, you can't even walk with your feet up there. But they're going to run up there for fear. of the, They don't fear him now. Don't call Jesus. But it's going to come there. Run to the rocks. That's why I'm putting this word here. God gave me this word and told me this morning. At about 4 or 5 o'clock. said, I'm going to shake everything. And I haven't written anything down. I'm just telling from my heart. It's going to shake it. It's already begun. Joseph knew when the famine began. I'm telling you, the famine has begun. The shaking has begun. You, you don't know when you're going to die. Then more people dying of COVID. You don't even know you and you're going to die. He said, but I had it away. I take the shots and the vaccine. Go ahead and do all the shots you want to. Take as many as you want to. That's not the safeguard. It's only Jesus Christ. The healer. My God, what a healer. What a healer. I've been as close to death that as I could go in December. You don't get no closer without dying. I've been there. I've been where you don't care about nothing. My wife's singing and reading scripture. I'm there. I'm far gone. I don't care about nothing. But God brought me back. And when God began to bring me back, it's like I'm coming back in my mind from a far place. I saw weak. That I couldn't turn from side. I could not pull myself up in the bed. If I want to turn, my wife had to turn me. I could do nothing. I couldn't eat. I couldn't hold his food. She put the strongest thing under my nose. I couldn't smell it. She cooked the nicest and it tastes. No taste. I know what it feels. Bad. Weak. 
And it happened suddenly. You walk, and suddenly you lock her. You remember the day he took me on and came back. I, I, I couldn't get to the bed. She had to drag me into the bed. And that was it. For six weeks. Am I there? And our beloved sister, Linda, passed away, who I love. And I want to come to the funeral so bad. And I was weak. And when I, that time, I, the Lord touched me and I got up. You, you all remember? I stood up. That was the first time in over six weeks I stood up. God, there is a God that is alive. Because God knew I wanted to be there for her. You remember? I was over there. I didn't know I was going to do sitting down. I wanted to come down. I wouldn't give it. I, would, I wouldn't miss it for nothing. And God touched me right there. Not in the morning service. I didn't stand up. But in the afternoon service, at the, I stood up. Because she was a honorable woman. James and I were best friends. James came in here. You all remember Brother James? Your grandfather. And when your grandfather came and saw this church, how dirty it was. And your grandfather and I, right in that prayer room back there, made a pledge. We would never drink a cup of coffee until we clean up the church. And we never did. We never drink in the church. We went down to Manly's Donuts right down there. We didn't stop drinking coffee, but we just went, not in the church. We put garbage and got, you all remember, Johnny? Ton loads of garbage out of this church. God help. Those days, James could climb on the roof, and I, I'm smart. I stay right below. Because I couldn't climb like, what a man. And James, listen to this, this is true. Brother James came to me one day and said, Pastor, I love this church. They had a beautiful apartment. Brother James said, I'm going to move back in that little place right there so I can help the church and keep the church going. And Sister Linda and Brother James, for six years, if I'm lying, tell me, they moved right back there and they kept it clean. And when they left, there was no garbage. Let's honor what they've done. And when Brother James was passing away, you know what the last words he says? You know what the last word Brother James says? This is a new beginning. Oh, yes, I know this man. We went to Africa. Went to the Philippines. We got stuck in the Philippines. And James never complained. We had to buy new airline tickets. We left James with all of the luggages while we go look. And James didn't know where we were for hours. And he never complained. When he saw us, he was glad, but he never complained. We've been there. Sister Linda got sick in Africa. Remember, Joni? You said, and she never complained. It was people like those that helped to build this church. And they were not takers. They were divers. Yes, yes, yes. We said we'll move, we'll move back there. It's not comfortable. And for six years, everybody will be able to witness. They stayed back there. So one reason. So the church will go on. That's why you have this church here. Don't tell me. That's why you have this church here. 
somebody far to have a church. Make a sacrifice. And how the people like you came and your son was six months old. You're moving here for the same purpose. But they've never left in my life to keep this church here. We came through when nobody would stand with us. When nobody would stand with us. You know the ones that stood with us? Joni, Angie, Letty and her husband. And James and Linda. That's why we have this church. Before you came. Good people. God sent us foundation. They said we will not. Let this church go under. We will not drink a cup of coffee here until we clean it up. Where are those people? I'm telling you the truth. Angie, we had to chase her home. And she still won't go home. She stay here. That's why you have this church. Thank you. Thank you, folks. That's why we will see James again. It's a good church. It's a clean church. Don't mess it up. Don't change it. Now, for 27 years, we've kept this church going. You know why? Because we've trusted in the Lord. I want to invite you this morning. You hear the word of God? Straight. That's the way God gave it to me. Now I can be a false prophet and a hunter and adjust and pare it down. But I'm not. I'm not. Because I'm out for your soul. You have to make it. You and I make it right with our God individually. And right where you are in your heart, you said, God, that's the truth. I want the word of God. It's not the pastor. It's the Lord. He's going to shake the heavens and the earth. So when you shake it, Lord, please don't shake me out. I prayed that this morning. I said, I want you to shake everything out of my heart that can be shaken. I did. Four o'clock this morning. I said, God, will you please shake everything out? Take it out. Don't cover it up. Don't hide it. Take it out of my heart. But please save me. I repent of my sins. God, I did. And he wouldn't let me go until I do I did that. And that's what he told me to preach. I wasn't going to preach that. Uh, yesterday, that's not what I'm thinking about. Until four o'clock, five o'clock this morning. He said, I want you to say preach, I will shake everything. I'm gonna shake everything. And I came here this morning, I saw him did a lot of shaking. He was doing a lot of shaking. Without me doing or saying. I didn't know what kind of church we are going to have. What kind of service. I'm, I don't usually get up before and talk a little. I wait. But God wanted me to get up right then. Before I lose that lift. So I'm glad you, you're here this morning. And um, thank you. I hope you received something. Crying out and said God please help me. The pastor is telling the truth. Thank you dear. That beautiful young lady back there clapping. Your daughter, uh, your daughter. Thank you. Hey, were you? 
You've been here before. Love you. God bless you. You're clapping. You hear the message. It's encouragement. That's why I use you. She was clapping. Beautiful. That means she sees that. I love Jesus. Elizabeth, I wasn't picking on you, but I hope you enjoy. Yes. It's your soul. And in the kingdom you get there, you're going to say, that's my pastor. Gabriel, that's my pastor. My pastor never lied to me. My pastor told me, there's only one thing that matters. The kingdom. We, we used to sing a song, but we don't know it. That we're going to the kingdom. We, we're marching to the kingdom. We used to sing it. Yes, we are. Something like that. But I don't, I don't remember. I'm not a singer. But thank you for coming um, this morning. Elijah, man, uh, your wife and your beautiful daughter is more beautiful than 